0: Welcome to the Verbosity Podcast, where we discover Jesus in our everyday lives. Join us on our journey as we share our stories and lives with you, and on to this week's episode.
1: Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on this episode of Verbosity. We're currently in our series called Doables, and today is the third in the series called Love Lavishly. So. Before we dive in, I'd like us to kind of explain what love lavishly means to each of us. So when I think love lavishly, um, I think of loving freely and generously without holding back. Uh, Ren, Randy, and Keith, what about you guys? What kind of image or words does love lavishly bring to mind for you?
2: Mine is just like love a lot. So much love that it like engulfs the person. <laughs> That's kind of what I hear in my mind.
0: Yeah. Mine's also loving completely. So in every way possible, but also with a focus on how that other person feels loved or wants to be loved with a bit of emphasis on that. So whether or not that's physical touch or words of affirmation, there's like a little extra key to that. Um, that there's there, but completeness as a basis.
3: Um, when I think of loving lavishly, um, I think of um like a a a cream that you would put on a sunburn or on dried skin and and you you put a lot on and you lavish on the cream so that it really gets in all the cracks and the pores and and if it's a sunburn that it kind of soothes the sunburn so i think of um loving lavishly as as going out and making things better
1: So now that we've kind of set a baseline for definition, I think a lot of us would agree that, you know, for our family, our friends, people that we actually like, it's easy to love them. Um, In Matthew 5.46, it says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing this? And so I wanted to dive a little bit into something um, I've heard, a term that I've heard called compassion fatigue, Mm. okay? Um, I think it's something that I've recently heard because of COVID, um, just Mm -hmm. with all the restrictions coming in and going with anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, and people just, in general, I think being sick and tired of restrictions and not having normal life, um, they're starting to lose compassion for those people who they view as um, stopping the society from moving forward or getting over the pandemic. So how can we love when it just feels so hard or so wrong? What are some situations that you guys have maybe been in where you have had to make that choice? Or have you been in any at all?
3: It's interesting, the passage that you read from, um, I I think the term enemies is really interesting because an enemy can be someone who's doing wrong to us, but it can also be someone who stands against what we believe. Uh, It can also be someone who gets in the way, Um, like, like an enemy can really take many faces. And I think, um, you know, I, I think as as people who are endeavoring to follow Christ, when we come across somebody like that for whatever reason, they and they become an opposition or an enemy, um, maybe at first we 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 say we this is what God wants us to do. And then and then the fatigue sets in because Um, human nature says that if I am giving this love then something should come back in return if it's not from that person or that party then I think sometimes we we believe or we look for an immediate response uh, back from God kind of like I'm doing this I'm doing what God wants me to do somehow I should be rewarded for this because that's you know you know so I I think the, the fatigue sets in when when we're not getting anything back and it's just like we feel like giving up we are tired we know what we're supposed to do but the emotion is gone and then you know the part that I I really struggle with when it comes to any kind of of love with the word love is to me the word love automatically brings an emotion or some kind of feeling and so that fatigue (laughs) it it it's it's kind of a very interesting word because it's it just means there's nothing there. We're just we just feel worn out. We're empty. So it's it's a really good question. What do you do? How do you
0: overcome that?
3: Or do you? Or do you take a break? What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah,
0: I I think it's one of those things where when when you're in it, it is one of the hardest things to recognize because. I think, I think with the word fatigue, it's not something you, you one probably feel like you're going through or two, you recognize immediately. Like it's not a black and white, like I was not fatigued five seconds ago and now I'm fatigued now. Like it's a process that kind of slowly eats at you. Yeah. And so uh, interesting as you were sharing about the enemies, I was also thinking like we can definitely, like, I feel like I've definitely felt compassion, compassion, (laughs) compassion, compassion, fatigue with loved ones it's um it doesn't have to be somebody that i wholeheartedly disagree with it doesn't have to be with somebody that i know for sure stands very differently in any form of way than i do but i feel well actually i didn't know the term until today but i feel like compassion fatigue can also happen when like you said Pastor Eddy, like you're in a situation where you're trying to love and support somebody but for some reason even though you don't really expect something like sooner down the line you're like there needs to be something that kind of changes right like if you're helping someone that struggles. I struggle with this actually a lot, but like if somebody needed sort of like my empathy or my support for like, they're going through something. Of course, at first it's like, yeah, like, you know, take your time, do your thing. I'm going to support you. I'm going to help you out. Like, what do you need? I'm there. And then sort of sooner or later, that kind of gets to a point where I'm like, well, I love to support you and I'd love to continue to be there, but you know, is the situation improving and that's, I actually learned that that's super unfair, but it's it's something I really struggle with. It's that it's like sooner with time or sooner or later with time. It's like if if I'm pouring love into this and it's for lack of a term, not you know not improving. Like how how should I feel? And um, anyways, I don't really have a tactical ways or tangible ways, but I think the number one step I think for me is you got to be able to recognize it and you got to be able to fight yourself with that. Um, because I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're really the, the person to want to start to fight against that. I think, um, I mean, you can have everyone help you go through compassion fatigue, but I, I think deep down, I really trust that at first, you yourself have to recognize that, so.
3: Mm, good point.
1: What about you, Ray? I'm
2: not sure if compassion fatigue is the right word. Like, um, I sometimes I struggle to have compassion to people who I don't understand whether or not that's because of fatigue. If I never actually reach the point of having compassion sure. for folks, is it compassion fatigue? Um, but I can think of if I'm <laughs> truly trying to think of situations where like I have, I I'm actually fatigued because of, um, series of efforts or it's been going on for a long time um, and stuff like that. Usually that has to do with people that, uh, yeah, like that I'm close with like friends, um, family. I think for me, I have it when I feel like the person's not being genuine. Like I think if they're a loved one and they're being honest about what they're going through or they're being honest about what's happening about their like intentions or whatnot, and they're being upfront, but it just keeps happening. I feel like I'm okay uh, with that when the conversation's there, but if they like they're not, if they if they're not being genuine, if they're not being honest, and they're not being upfront, and they keep trying to like skirt over things, I think that's when I have compassion fatigue. Although again, I'm not sure fatigue is the right word because I tend to move between like compassion and then just like getting mad. So it's kind of like, maybe there's no fatigue in the middle. It's like, I'm compassionate and now this is ridiculous. And like, why can't you just be upfront with me? (laughs) So I'm not sure how much I I experience fatigue versus like just moving between the two extremes.
0: (laughs) Do you think for you it's gradual though? Or do you think like once you make that, like you kind of make that not decision but you kind of feel like oh this is what's going on you immediately just switch
2: like I think because of my personality I'm a person who tries like I I think if you I, I will try to debate you until we're pretty much fighting if I don't understand or if you're not being frank I will like keep asking those questions I think that's why it's not gradual because for as long as i'm trying i'm very like i'm very i'm trying to love them and i'm trying to help them and then once that switch like flips and i'm not trying anymore and i'm just aiming, <laughs> i guess then it's not like gradual yeah
1: and you bring up a good point though cuz sometimes it's not about you started loving them and you just kind of got tired you didn't necessarily have compassion for them in the first place cuz you disagreed with them or something didn't sit right or whatever the reason so how do you love people that you don't have compassion for and you don't want to talk to or they've already made you mad like once your your switch there is flipped Ren how would you define loving in that moment
2: I would say that it is a hundred percent would be something from God (laughs) (laughs) and honestly in in reality i do have to like stop and like pray about it and be like can you god can you please help me like you know please give me the strength to understand because sometimes when you're mad you just you're not like thinking anymore and you're no longer trying to understand um but I, i do think it is nothing that I do, um, that helps me love the other person. It's really like, I have to consciously stop and pray and ask God for help because I need a hundred percent of his strengths because that, at that point I'm already like on the other side. Um, and oftentimes like if given enough time, it does like, it does work. I've had instances where like God will kind of like change my mind or show me how I might be blind or rushing into things and then I'll be able to like backtrack um, but yeah so nothing really that I do.
0: I think you read a good point though because I feel like there definitely has a situation in my life where I've prayed and God definitely has not immediately answered the prayer but I think when you often look back you you really see that God puts either people or even thoughts in your head that kind of is very different than how at least I was before I prayed with him and so even though I may be going through like sort of that lack of empathy that I was talking about like gradually I feel like I feel like now that I thought about it it's like like oftentimes when you look back it's like God like you like I've definitely prayed with him and asked for his strength and asked at least for his like emotional understanding because I don't have that at that point and I look back and I was like, yeah, like there's there's definitely times where he, I may not realize it's from him, but I look back and it's like yeah, like it's 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 uh it was there because I needed to realize to be more empathetic, for example. So yeah, yeah, it's not easy though. It's so hard,
2: <laughs> especially when I'm mad. Like if I'm ready, yeah. to agree. A very common thing that he brings to my mind is like, if I just pray and like really try and like talk to him. I realized that no. I'm also a very difficult person for him to love. I think that's one of the ways, especially when I'm like on the other side of things, like very far into the, I don't want to understand this person anymore. Yeah, um, yeah I think I remember that. I too, when it comes to at least God, maybe not other people, but definitely God yes. um, have done some things that he would be even more Mad yeah. about Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like, no, I'm kidding. Pastor <laughs> to
2: watch Lucifer's <laughs> Cave. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
3: <laughs> Randy? Yeah, I, I'm on my third time through the series now. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> like, oh, we wrote in Randy for Lucifer. Randy,
3: yeah. I, I feel like no. as
1: a pastor, when you go through like counseling and different ministries and stuff especially being in full-time ministry as long as you have have you run into where you're just so emotionally drained and you just don't know how to keep going really and don't know how to continue loving people and and how did you kind of I guess get, I don't know if get over it is the right word but come out of that
3: um like the first thing that I think of Uh, When you say the word fatigue, it's just plain tired and worn out. And I have found that when I when I'm in that kind of a place that I need to I need to take a break and 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 I guess in the context of everyday life, you can be saying I am taking a break tomorrow from seeing people. I have two appointments, but I'm going to cancel them and I just need to get my head together. And so it can be a short break like that. But I really am a big believer in, in, in when possible to take uh, extended breaks, uh, a people fast, so to speak, um, especially from people who demand a lot from us. And, um, you know, I, I think that, that there's a break where we can take a break totally and just be by ourselves and and use God. Uh, but there's also taking a break to be with people who feed us. Right those those kind of people that we can we can laugh with, we can be ourselves with, we don't have to feel threatened by them, and that that will accept the fact that we're in a state of really being ticked off at people who are unresponsive or, or creating problems in other people's life. I, I mean those are the kinds of I, 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 it's funny because the longer I live, the, the more the, my enemies I don't see as the ones that are so much against me but I see as against oh. other people that, that that victimize others. And um, so those are the ones that I just kind of don't have the time to day for. Right. Or, or like I, I have that feeling towards, they don't, they don't deserve love. They're hurting other people. If they're hurting me fine and I'm, I'm, I'm a big <laughs> boy and I can stand up on my own and, you know, deal with those issues. But if they're hurting someone who just is vulnerable, then that is really hard, and that's where I've seen that in the past. I've been involved in situations like that as a pastor in the past, and I, I just I just need a break because I can I, I agree with Ren because sometimes anger can set in, and then you say something that is certainly not love based and almost makes it impossible to love them after you say that, what you have said. You kind of, you know, give them a piece of our mind that we can't afford to lose kind of thing. So I I really think that um, taking a break and just kind of uh, pushing reset, and like I said, not just by ourselves, but with people who feed us, people that we want to be with, and um, laughter can go a long way in regenerating our attitude.
1: Great, I love that because it's not necessarily just that we all recharge on our own, but we recharge with other people as well. Um, And I think as you guys were talking about kind of enemies and um, fatigue and getting tired and what that meant, it also reminded me that God should also be where we look to be refreshed and use our shelter. in in some of those times and he also provides us with friends and um family that can also be that for us um something i find that just just for my sharing because you guys have shared a lot about your lives and i thought i wanted to share a little bit (laughs) when i'm thinking fatigue recently it has a lot to do with my kids Um, and i'm sure some of our listeners know that i have um a Uh, two little ones at home now. One is a toddler and one is, um, one is a baby. She's just over four months now. And for about the last month or so, um, my toddler's basically been home full time because he's had a cough um, and kind of stuffy nose. And so I didn't want to take him to the day home in case he had some sort of virus um, and didn't want it spreading to the other kids. But oh my goodness, having like, a toddler at home plus a baby is just unbelievably exhausting. Like, I love my kids, okay? Like, I, let me just pre- preface everything with saying I love them dearly, but there is nothing like being run ragged by people you love and, like, having nowhere to run to reach. <laughs> this one's kind of for randy randy did you have this or was it more cheryl when you guys had three young kids
3: well you know i think um i i mean the 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 thing about being a dad is is when your kids are are infants or whatever they're not as dependent on you and that's absolutely true right so you, you can get out and you can have a million and one excuses that do you need something from the store? <laughs> see ya. And you come back an hour and a half later, <laughs> not really an hour and a half later, but at least a period of time. Whereas sometimes I think moms, I used to say the hardest role um, for someone to really have time with God is, is the mom with, with really young kids. I just think that because anytime you have, to yourself, all you want to do is, is, is sleep or veg, or you don't want to have any other responsibility. And, um, so I always think that's, that's the toughest thing that when you have young kids, it's Mm -hmm. really young kids. It's, it's really a challenge. Yeah. I don't
1: know. So for me, obviously being the most part is like when dealing with my kids generally, because one COVID, I don't have as much interaction with people. And uh, well, mostly COVID, but too, I don't really want to hang out. And Isaiah asks a lot of questions. Um, he, he's really curious, which is great, but to answer some of them takes a lot of brain power to make it so that he understands. Um, Ren and Keith, then what areas of your life do you find loving people the most difficult or the most exhausting? Is it family, is it friends, or is it actually like random people at, or at work?
0: Oh, I, I think it's definitely, I think it's definitely more family and friends. Like, if we talk about compassion fatigue, like against like people in general, like anti-vaxxers and all that, like I honestly, to be honest, I don't really care, um, or it doesn't really affect me. Like, I think with people that I, I care a lot because I, for lack of a term, hold quite a high standard for those people. Like when that disappoints, like it really hits hard, and. And I think it's because, like similar to what Ren is, it's 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 just because I it's like I'm not sure genuineness is a word, but it's like I've known this person for so long, where or not that's a close friend, or where not that's like family people, but it's like I've known them for this long and now they're doing something that's completely not doing something, but they're exhibiting like feelings or something that's just completely different. And I'm like, What like Wah, what are you doing? And then like you start getting pissed off and then you start like, What? No, like we're loving to each other why would you do this that kind of thing so it's like no um but then I feel like with strangers or a better term, or like people that I can disconnect easily with me that's not like a good term uh, um it's it, it's less impactful for me I just feel like and maybe maybe it's not good either way, because I feel like now that I'm talking about it, I feel like it's just like giving up but it's like if like it's somebody that I don't interact with that much or I'm that much closer to it, it's not it's fine it's not great, but it's 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 fine. But if it's someone I know that's in my life for a very long time and very deep rooted connections and relationships, it's like yeah, that's really hard.
2: Um now that actually mentions like kids. Kids. <laughs> I I definitely um, I, know, I know when Robin first had her kid, I would help watch them and then I <laughs> like uh I think I did one night shift or something one one shift into the wee hours of the morning, and then they they were laughing downstairs Robin and Chris because they were like all we heard through the baby camera was like no <laughs> like you know how I talk to Aubrey and I'll, I'll she'll do something and I'll be like no like stop and then uh, I think the, the baby just kept getting angry and angrier and I don't know why and I like he was fed was changed like he had slept. I was trying to get him to sleep more, so it's not like he's overtired, but he just kept getting angrier and angrier. And I remember thinking like Do I do I love you? <laughs> but it was just I think the wee hours of the morning part makes you I, I guess it's physical fatigue. Like you are literally fatigued. <laughs> But I was also losing a little bit of compassion there. So I, I definitely don't, I don't understand how two people can have more than one kid because <laughs> it's just so much work. Um, and yeah, like it's compassion fatigue time was like a hundred because you really, you forget what it's like to be them. You, it's hard to see things from their point of view. And I think a lot of the times that's where compassion comes from when you're trying to like, understand the other party and for kids it's like you just and they can't explain it to you either um but i know someone told me that like how would you feel if you dropped your like iphone into the river or whatever that's how a kid feels when they drop their toy on the sidewalk or something like that
0: oh ah. like,
2: it's kind of like it's it's really hard and they don't know how to explain it to you at, for Robin's kid, he doesn't even talk yet. At that point, he didn't even open his eyes yet. He was just like crying all the time. Um, so yeah, I definitely see that. But I think it. other than that- <laughs> Okay. Um, I, I do agree with Keith in that the deeper a relationship is with someone, I think the more fatigued you get. Because with when I read news articles online about the protests that were happening downtown and stuff, or the protests blocking traffic into the hospital downtown I'm like yeah it's really hard to love that general group of people though because I don't know who they are I like I don't understand the issue fully I I'm easily I easily let it go like it doesn't take too much of my brain power to keep thinking throughout the day and being like why would they do that why would they stand outside the hospital like it's very like I read the article I'm like I struggle a little bit but easily forgotten um for people who are close to you, you like, you sit at work all day, and you're like, "Why would they do that? Dread. They it's doing? a
0: complete dread. How dare
2: they? <laughs> or like, "Why won't they be honest?" Or "Why won't they tell me what's wrong?" Or "Why are they doing what they're doing?" Um, and like, "Why won't they like listen?" Or something like that. Like, "Yeah, why can't they listen?" That, is a big one that I think really makes it more tiring. In that it takes up so much more brain space, even when you're not talking to the person around the person, like you haven't seen them in a week, and still sometimes you're laying in bed in the middle of the night and then you like wake up for whatever reason and then you're like, Oh, what is going on? <laughs> like a little bit. Of yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Although, although I feel like loving lavishly towards an infant and towards your infant, even though I don't have an infant, I find that so hard to comprehend. Like I see parents and I, and that's probably, it's probably cause I don't have my own kids. So that's probably why, but I'm like, how many hours of baby talk could you do? How many hours of cuddling could you do? How many hours of just being like, oh, it's cute. He's puking on himself. like at some point I feel like I'm going to be like, okay, this is like, this is enough. <laughs> but then, but then, but then the love of a parent is that you continue to love through that because it's what, it's what the baby needs. And I find that so amazingly, like, it's like, whether it's patience or it's empathy or it's just love period, it's amazing. Cause I'm like, I can't like, like if I go to someone's house and they have their babies, it's like, I'm sure they've already spent like. 25 hours with them already and then now they have to be somehow like still joyous in front of other people with their baby and that that drive is amazing so yeah <laughs> grandparent kudos i'm not gonna lie <laughs> but, yeah. but but you
3: know what i mean the fact is and, and ashley you correct me if i'm wrong but there are times as a mom where you just you just need to um you know um say i i can't do this anymore And I just, I just need a little bit of a break, whatever that is. um, I, I, I cannot hold my child any longer and I need, you know, and, and that's where I come back to that, you know, that, that loving lavishly is, is a, Mm -hmm. it's a huge call. And then we come into compassion fatigue because we know we're supposed to love in, in the way that Christ loved, which is the highest standard of all. Um, and, and then that, that whole idea that sometimes we just, we just can't, we just, we just, we just cannot do it anymore. and We need a break. We need to get away. We need to, re- you know, refresh our mind. We need to, um, you know, you know, I, it's funny because I even heard this recently from someone that, that And and I kind of smiled when they said this, they said to someone, they said, I love you with the love of Christ. And what they meant by that is, if I had to, I would give my life for you. And to me, dying for someone isn't the hardest thing to do. It's when you have to live day by day for someone and be there and see them in their ugliest moments and still 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 lavish them with love that's that's harder that if you die for somebody it's it's you know done once and it's over and you know done and done kind of thing but to love lavishly you know in in a like i mean i i think of people and i don't even pretend to understand this kind of love but people who are overseas and just spend their life working with orphans and children that have been abandoned and in rough situations we can't even imagine and what that involves. I, I, my mind can't even go there, you know. And, but, but I don't use that as an excuse because God hasn't called me to do that, but God has called me to love the people that are in my daily path. And that can be a challenge too.
1: I think that's really good, Randy. It's a great kind of summary that we're called to love lavishly, but to remember that we actually can't do it on our own strength and we don't have unconditional love. Like we actually just don't. It only, it only comes from God. And so we have to ask him to pour it into us, to overflow into others. Um, I did want to recap a couple of the I would call them practical points of things when you guys all our listeners are feeling like they can no longer love they're at uh, empty beyond empty in their tank um or they're just so tired and they don't know what to do anymore a couple of things for you guys to remember just recognize it like Keith was saying recognize that you are tired you're you're done and you're allowed to feel like that that's okay to feel and at that point when you recognize it if you can stop take a break um, walk away if you need to and maybe spend some time praying about whatever it is specifically that's causing you to be fatigued um as pastor randy was saying if for the long term maybe sometimes you need a people fast um, where you're just alone, or maybe sometimes you need to be with friends who are life givers to you, help you recharge, refresh a little bit. Um, try and set those up when, when you get a moment. Um, in the end, at the end of the day, I think i also wanted to mention that I think
3: mm-hmm. love
1: is a choice. Um, in both, in, both in marriage and both in, with your kids, you there are many, many moments where you can just choose to say, I'm done with this, I don't want any more but to keep loving is to choose to love that person it's not just a feeling even though it sometimes to that but it's not just a feeling it's, it's really a choice um, so those are our practical tips for you guys uh, on this episode and one last question I wanted to leave everyone with and we'd love to hear your thoughts as well is is there a difference between being kind or being nice and loving someone Is there a difference in those two or are they one and the same Or Is it like a Venn diagram? We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, Send us a message uh, on Gmail uh, or send us a DM on Facebook. We'd love to hear. Um, And until next time, our next episode will be on being Thankful. Have a great day, everyone.